you have your Bible, let's open up to two places today. The Gospels of Matthew and Mark. It ought to be easy, right next to each other. Matthew and Mark. Hold your place in Matthew. We'll get to that in just a little while. And we're going to start in the book of Mark. And I'm starting a new series today, but you know, I want to welcome those that are part of our other campuses, and especially our new Lake Elsinore campus. Welcome to you today. We're so glad that you've, you're open now, and uh, we're glad that you're coming, and we pray that you feel comfortable there in our Lake Elsinore property, and uh, may you become the partners in ministry that you've always wanted to be in a local church. So God bless you. All right. Mark chapter four. I want to read one verse. Can we handle that today? One verse. All right. And uh, in fact, I think that this verse is so important and it's short enough that we're going to memorize this verse. Some of you have never memorized a verse in the Bible in your life. And today you're going to do it. Watch this. We're going to read from the New King James Version. If you don't have that, follow along on the screen. Everybody together. Mark chapter four. We're going to read verse 23. Verse 23, Mark 4, 23, reading loudly and together, let's read. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Let's read it again. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. One more. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Okay, take it off the screens. Don't look at your Bible. Let's say it by memory. Ready? Go. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. One more time. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. See, you've got a verse of the Bible memorized already. Aren't you glad you came to church today? Now, notice Jesus is talking here and he said, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. He didn't say if anyone has ears, let him hear because everybody listening to him had ears. But you know, not everybody has ears to hear. Some of you that have children, you know what this is like. And you tell them something, they don't hear you. From what I understand from my wife, sometimes when ladies speak to their husbands and their husbands are trying to watch a ball game or something on TV, well, you can kind of hear some yapping going on over here, but you may not understand what's going on. Let me just tell you something. There's a difference between the way my wife watches TV and the way I watch TV. See, when I watch TV, I'm actually listening to it as well. But my wife can sit there, <laughs> thank you, but my wife can sit there and yakety, 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 yak, and watch and listen and talk and such. I, I have to tell her, look, I got two ears, but they're connected to one brain. And I can only process one thing at a time. And right now it's not you. And then we shut the TV off. <laughs> And then it's her. <laughs> Actually, it's not that bad, but, uh, but it is something like that. And uh, from what I understand, it has to do with brain damage that men have. And this is her theory. And uh, she, can, she can talk to you about that when, you, when she gets a chance. But listen, Jesus said, if anyone has ears to hear, what? Let him hear. I'm starting this series on how to hear God. And I want to tell you right up front. God wants to speak to you. Oh, this is so important. A lot of people don't know. God wants to speak to you. God loves you. And if you can't hear him, then you won't know what he's thinking. You, you won't know what his advice is, what his ideas are. And so we have to learn how to hear God. 
And Jesus said, if anyone, I love this verse, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. In other words, you don't have to be some super spiritual person. If you can just have ears to hear, he's saying, God will speak to you. God will speak to you. Now I realize there are a lot of different opinions about truth and how things work and you know God and reality and the afterlife. People have opinions all over the place. I remember last year we lost a dog. We had a dog die. And we were all broken up about it. We had this dog for 15 years. And this dog died and such. And I remember I was visiting my daughter at Biola. And my daughter, she was broken up about it. And she said, Daddy, my, my friend from school told me that she believes with all of her heart that all dogs go to heaven. Well, I told her, well, you know what? I've been studying the Bible for 30 years. And I believe all dogs go to heaven and all cats go to hell. <laughs> now, hold on just a minute now. Hold on just a minute now. <laughs> Now, now, let me just tell you, if you're new here, you just need to know that uh, Pastor Jerry has issues. And one of his issues is about cats. And now my mom would tell you that it's because I've got a deep hurt inside from when I was a child because they bought me a cat and the cat got run over by a car. And so she said, I think you got some deep hurts down in there. And that's why you don't like cats. Well, I, I, I don't think that deeply. So I don't know what, what the issue is. But, but I know this, that in our church are a lot of cat lovers. That's the truth. We even have some on our pastoral staff. I don't know how that happened. But I know there are a lot of cat lovers around because whenever, you know, my issues come out, they begin to act like they're cats. You know, here they come. You know, and I get the emails and I get all kind of stuff going on. Look, we all have issues. You know, I, I got a little issue here. But I, I want you to know that I think God's changing my heart. Because I had an idea. I thought, you know what we could do? We could have a day here at church called Cat Day. And everybody that's a cat owner could bring their cat. And what we'll do is, one by one, we'll pray over their cat that when they die, they go to heaven. And then we'll send them. <laughs> <laughs> just to make sure they get there <laughs> well I have no idea whether dogs or cats go to heaven I, I don't think the Bible talks about that but there are a lot of opinions out there that people have but let me tell you this we know that we know that we know that there's one opinion that counts and that's God's opinion in fact, listen to what Jesus said in John 12, 48. Jesus said, He who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. Notice, the word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. All of us, no matter what our opinions are about life, about the afterlife, about religion, doesn't matter. You know, we like to get around and talk, well, I believe, well, I think, you know. Okay, but really it doesn't matter what we think. That doesn't make it the truth. But all of us will be judged by this book. Jesus said, the words that I've spoken to you, that's what's going to judge us at the last day. The words. And so, what we need to understand is we've got a great advantage because we don't have to wait till we get there to find out 
what the judgment is. We've got God's word right here. We've got God's words right here. He already told us exactly what the test is going to be like. What the final exam is going to be like. Boy, it's nice to know what's on the final exam. How many of you, you passed your DMV test because you got a hold of some of those old DMV tests? Come on, look at that. Okay, we got some people working at the DMV. Look at who's out there. We're going to take your driver's license away. No, I, I remember, let me tell you, sometimes those questions are a little tricky. And uh, if you can get a hold of a test and know, and I'm not saying that's the way to do it. Don't anybody go out and say, Pastor Jerry said this is the way you do it. Okay, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, though, if you know what's on the final exam, oh, does that help to prepare? Jesus said, look, the word that I'm speaking to you, this is what will judge you on the final day. There is no surprise. There is no secret. But many people continue to think that it's their own thinking or their own belief that's going to be the judge. In other words, well, I'm going to be judged based on what I think. That's not true. That's not true. You're going to be judged based on truth. In fact, you know, Proverbs 14, 12 said, There is a way that seems right to a man, but the end is the way of death. But its end is the way of death. There is a way that seems right. You know, it seems right. It makes sense to me. But what's the end? It's the way of death. And so it really doesn't matter if it seems right to you or to me. What matters is, is it true? Is it right? How many of you, like me, have changed some of your beliefs over time? You thought something was true. How many of you, when you first got married, you thought you knew something about marriage? And then you find out you didn't know jack about marriage. (laughs) And if you thought you did, then your spouse would tell you you don't. Right? And you learn. How many of us were experts at raising children till we had some? See... You learn over time that you don't know as much as you think you know. Well, God knows everything. God knows everything. Humility admits that God knows more than I do. Humility admits it. Pride doesn't admit it. But listen to what Proverbs 16, 18 says about pride. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. See, pride says, I'm right, not God doesn't matter what God thinks. This is what I think. So I'm just going to keep living my life as if this is right. But that's pride. That's pride. Proverbs 16.5 says, Everyone proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though they join forces, none will go unpunished. I like that. Though they join forces. In other words... Many people follow the crowd. They think, well, I got friends that believe this too. And I got other people that believe. I I read a book or I saw somebody on TV that believes this. And they think because a lot of people believe it, we're all okay. But notice the Bible says, though they join forces, none will go unpunished. In other words, majority doesn't win. God is the creator. Think of it. Of the universe, the galaxies, everything. Hung the moon, the star, everything. And we are a little speck on a little planet that have a point of view. Think about that. God's got the perspective of everything. We have a point of view. That's a view from a point, right? And we think we're going to overrule him because we know more. Though they join forces, none will go unpunished. See, it's not worth it just to presume that because many people 
believe what you believe. That it'll be okay in the end. No, it won't be. There's a way that seems right to a man. But its end is the way of death. If everyone on earth disagreed with God, they'd all be punished. They'd all be punished and be sorry that they did. Majority does not win. It's not a democracy. God knows best. And here's what you need to know about God. He's not up there trying to make life difficult for us. He's trying to make life great for us. He knows how it's supposed to work. You know, if the automaker says, put gasoline in that tank, and you just decide, no. No, I don't want to put gasoline in that tank. I want to put olive oil in, because I heard olive oil is good. That's good for you. That's healthy. I'm putting olive oil in my gas tank. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. But just know, you're going to be, you better make sure you got battery in your cell phone. Isn't that right? Because you're going to need to make a call to somebody because that's not going to work, Jack. Well, I think it will. All right? Well, try it. And a lot of people do that with their life. Your life is not something you want to take risk with. And especially your eternity. There is a way that seems right to a man. But its end is the way of death. Listen to what James 4.10 says. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and He will lift you up. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and He will lift you up. Humility listens to God. Humility said, all right, God, I want to know what you have to say. I want to know what your opinion is. I want to know what is right, what is true. Humility. Humility. Now listen to what Jesus said in John 10, 27. He said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Now I've heard some people say, I'm afraid of those guys that say they hear God. Well, man, I'm afraid of the ones that say they don't. Because Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Didn't he say that? Now look, I want to just acknowledge right up front, there are a lot of people that say, God said this, and God said that, and God told me this, and God told me that. And uh, you learn after a while not to believe some of them. Because some of the things they say, well, that didn't pan out. That didn't happen. And some people do. They like to act a little more spiritual, or a lot more, than they are. But don't allow somebody doing that and over-spiritualizing things to give you the impression that God is not speaking because He is. There is a real God. And He really does speak. And He wants to speak to you. Listen again. Jesus said, My sheep hear My voice. And I know them. And they follow Me. See, you can't follow Him if you can't hear Him. If you can't hear Him. Now, What a difference it makes to be able to hear God. I remember years ago that I was a youth pastor and we'd been youth pastoring, my wife and I, for about eight years. Actually, eight and a half years. And I was praying and I felt that God spoke to me and said, be ready to make a change. And so I thought, wow, okay, I'd never heard him say that before. And I knew that it was about ministry. And... So I got back from the retreat we were on and my pastor called me in and he said, boy, I was up praying all one night last week and I feel like we need to make some kind of a change. But the change that he was talking about was not something that I felt like God wanted me to do, even though I knew that God had spoken to me about a change. And so I started wrestling with this and I didn't know what to do. And he was saying, well, I'd like you to, you know, be play this other position. I'm offering you this other position. Boy, I just 
didn't feel like what God was saying to me. And so I said, well, let me pray about it. And I went back and I was trying to get clear and I couldn't get clear. So I finally told him, well, I, I guess I just need to resign because what you're offering is just not what I feel. He said, well, what do you think God's saying to you? I said, it seems to me like God's got something for me to, to train other youth pastors and to help them to know how to reach youth and to disciple youth. He said, well, I don't know any positions available for that. And I said, I don't either. So I said, I, I guess I'll just resign because I don't want to hold you up. And so I did. I resigned. And I mean, over the next couple of days, down inside. See, when you're, when you're born again, when you've made Jesus the Lord of your life, your spirit is reborn. So down inside of you, there's a part of you that is born into the family of God and you become sensitive to God inside, to the Holy Spirit. Now, there's another part of you that didn't change, and that's your mind. Your mind didn't change. That's why you keep thinking some of the bad things and you keep saying some of the bad things. And sometimes that'll give you the impression that there was no change, but there was. It's your spirit. And so down in my spirit, over the next couple of days, I just knew something's wrong. I missed it. And I didn't know where I missed it, but I just felt like, man, that decision I made to resign, I think I missed it. I missed it. And so I was, you know, in a place where now I'm going to put out applications all over the country as to what I'm supposed to do, where I'm supposed to go. And I, I had to humble myself and go back to my pastor and say, you know, I, I, I feel like I missed it ever since I made that decision. Something inside is like, you know, it's, you know, when something just doesn't feel right, it, it'd be like taking a shower with your clothes on. You know, that just doesn't feel right, does it? But I'm talking inside, something inside. I just knew I missed it. I missed it. So it's one of the ways God speaks to you is by a witness of the Holy Spirit. We'll talk about that. And so I went back and I had to humble myself and say, I think I missed it. Because ever since I made that decision, down in my spirit, I just know something went tilt. Something's out of alignment. Something does, doesn't feel peace anymore. And so, well, he had to go through, oh, man, I've already asked somebody else to take that position now, you know. So he had to go back through, and it was embarrassing for me and such. But I went ahead and took that position. And even though I, I didn't feel like that's what God really had for me, and you know, within just a couple of months... Somebody came from and called my pastor from the denomination's central offices and said, uh, we're interested in talking to Jerry about being the national youth minister for our organization, overseeing the United States with youth ministry. And uh, this is an opportunity to be able to teach and train other youth pastors and such and help them. Well, see, I didn't know that. And my pastor didn't know that. But the Lord knew that. You know, I could have already had a position somewhere in Pennsylvania or Arkansas or something and been gone. And they called. They didn't call me. They called my pastor. My pastor might have said, well, he's already gone taking another position. But guess what? I hadn't left. I was right there. I was right where I was supposed to be. You know why? Because when you can hear God speak to you and you cannot make mistakes You'll end up at the right place at the right time and the right door will open for you and you get to go to the next level. Listen, this is like a big puzzle, but God knows the solutions. And that's why Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me because he knows the plan 
that he has for us. He knows exactly what to do. He knows exactly what to do. But we've got a big problem today with something that I like to call spiritual deafness. People can't hear God. They've got so much noise coming in through television and radio and music and the internet. And I mean, so many ways. And if that's not enough, you've got to make sure you get on Facebook and Twitter and, and all the other ways that we just fill our minds. Anybody ever feel like you're on information overload? Anybody? Like, it just comes from everywhere. And because of all that static, you have a hard time discerning the still small voice of the Lord. Spiritual deafness. Here's what Jesus said about it. And this is why I asked you to turn to Matthew 13. Matthew chapter 13. And listen to verse 15. Jesus said, For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing. And their eyes they have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. Notice again, the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing and their eyes they have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. So notice, if you can hear what God's saying to you and make adjustments and turn and do what he's saying to do. Notice, you get healed. You get restored. Whatever barrier is happening, is facing you, whatever challenge, God deals with it. How? By hearing him. See, this is a key that a lot of people don't realize. They think that they just say, God, help me, just do it. No, because so many times you have to make a change before you're in a position to receive what God has for you. You've got to do something. You've got to do something. And so God is a good parent. Father God is a good father. And so he knows he can't just bring a lot of blessing to our lives if our lives are not in proper order. And so that's why he speaks to us and tells us, now do this, and now do this, and now do that. And then when we do it, then he, with his power, can add to what we're doing. And then all of a sudden things begin to work right. Why? Because God is real. Because God is real. But when you become spiritually deaf, when you become hard of hearing, that's when you can't make the right adjustments. And even though God wants to help you so much, He wants to deliver you, He can't do it. He can't do it. Why? Because you're not in a position to receive. Because of spiritual deafness. Because of spiritual deafness. I declare today that spiritual deafness is falling off of people today. That people who have been unable to hear God, your ears are popping open today. I'm talking about your spiritual ears from your heart are popping open today. And you're going to be able to hear God like never before and follow Him and watch breakthroughs happen. Now listen to Jeremiah chapter 29. We all like verse 11. This is where God says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity. So I want you to notice, verse 14, God says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. So God has thoughts and then he goes on to say, these are good thoughts, thoughts of peace, not evil. 
God is thinking good thoughts about you. God is thinking good thoughts about your life. But how do you know what he's thinking? Words convey thoughts. If, you're, if you want to know what God's thinking, you have to be able to hear him so he can communicate that to you. He said, I know the thoughts that I'm thinking towards you. Good thoughts to give you a future and a hope. But then he goes on to say in verse 12, then you will call upon me and go and pray to me. So notice, you're not going to find out what God's plans are for you and his good thoughts are for you if you don't ask him, if you don't call on him, if you don't seek him. Then you'll go and pray and you'll seek me. Verse 13, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with what? Say it out loud. All your heart. All your heart. See, that's having ears to hear. When you search for me with all your heart. And I love verse 14. I will be found by you, says the Lord. And I will bring you back from your captivity. In other words, whatever it is that's hanging you up. Whatever it is that's limiting you and keeping you from breaking out and being the person you're called to be. God said, I'll get you out of that. I'll get you out of that. If you seek me with all your heart. Now let me tell you how I know this. When I was 18 years old, I graduated from high school. I found myself in a bad situation. I'd been raised in church, so I knew about God and I'd prayed many times and all of that. But still, I found myself bound with lust. Just playing football, wrestling, being in the locker room with all the guys. And, you know, just hearing all the talk, all the perverse talk. You know, it was bad then. People say it's bad now. Well, it was bad then, too. And, you know, words paint pictures. Isn't that right? Like if I say to you, black, curly-haired dog. Can you picture that dog? You can pick. In fact, I like to mess with kids, and I'll say, I can read your mind. They'll say, no, you can't. Yes, I can. I can read your mind. No, you can't. You're thinking about a tiger. No. Are you? Yeah. (laughs) So I told you, see, because words paint pictures. Watch this. White, fluffy cat. Can you picture that cat? Huh? See, you don't picture the letters W-H-I-T-E unless you're some kind of an English major, right? No, you're picturing that cat, right? Right, Now picture this, okay? Red convertible sports car. Ferrari. Can you picture that? All right. Tan leather interior. And you're sitting in the driver's seat. You reach down and start the car. You throw it into gear and you hit the gas. Can you see it? And you're tearing down the road, and now you're going to make a right turn. Can you see that? And you hit the gas again. Now you're going to make a left turn. Right around that corner, you hit the gas again. Now you're going 60 miles an hour down the street, and you see that white cat right in the middle of the road. (laughs) What'd you do? Did you hit the brakes or the gas? Because <laughs> that'll determine what kind of person you are. There are two types of people, right? <laughs> now listen, listen. Words paint pictures. And so what happened to me was what happens to a lot of people. And you hear all that sexual talk. And all of it going into my ears. And painting those pictures. And before I knew it, man, I got caught up with lust. I mean a bondage. 
You know, everybody has attractions and those kind of things. I'm talking about a bondage. And I knew, man, this is, this is like something spiritual. Gripped my heart. And was dragging me into that. And, well, I'd go in and I'd, I'd say, God, forgive me and such. But I couldn't get free. And not only that, but I had a low self-esteem. And I just felt like a failure going somewhere to happen. You know, I'm just getting out of high school. And everybody's saying, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You going to go to college? I don't know. You going to get a job? I don't, I don't know. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, people are not trying to be mean. They're just inquisitive. You know, they're asking. They want to be excited about your life. But it's sad when you're not. Because you really don't know. And then you got all this stuff going on inside. And you can't really talk about it. But my parents had taught me that there is a real God. And that He really does want to listen to you. He really does want to help you. And so I'd go in. I had a big walk-in closet in my room. I'd go in there and I'd just call out to God. And I would just cry and ask Him to help me. And say, I can't get free from this. Sometimes it would be good for a little while and bam! Right back into it. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And it was during that season that I learned how to hear God. Oh! See, out of desperation... I began to seek him with all of my heart. And he was right. I found him. And I not only found him, but I found out how to hear him. How to listen to him. And I found out he wanted to talk to me and help me and walk me step by step. Out of bondage completely. And not only just dealing with that issue, but all of my life. All of my life. See, this is why God wants us to go into this study. Because I want to show you what God taught me. I want to show you how I knew who to marry. I want to show you how I know how to improve my marriage. I want to show you how I knew to start this church. I want to show you how I know when to add services, when to add a satellite campus. I want to show you how I know how to overcome financial difficulties. I want to show you how I know how to be healed and how to be delivered. How to deal with difficult situations with people. How to get a job. How to get the right job. How to get promoted. I want to show you these things. And they all hinge on having the ability to hear from God. Because God wants to lead us and help us from situation to situation. See, so I'm talking to you not just from studying a book. Even though this is no ordinary book. I'm talking to you out of experience. I know what I'm talking about. Because these events that I'm telling you about happened 30 years ago. And to this day, these things work. Hearing God works. It changes you from level to level. And you go from what the Bible calls glory to glory. From one level of success to another level. It doesn't mean you don't have issues. It just means that you have a God that is walking you through those things. Speaking to you. And I'm telling you, it makes all the difference in the world. It makes all the difference in the world. I believe with all of my heart, we prayed that God would bring people here today that needed to learn how to hear God and needed to have their hearts provoked so that they would know this is what God's saying to me. Let me give you one last scripture, Jeremiah 33, 3. And this is where God says, call to me and I will answer you. 
and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Notice he wants to answer you. He wants to speak. But what he's waiting for is you to call to him. You to call to him. You know, there are two types of people that call to God. One type is like I was years ago when I was desperate and I needed him so bad. And so I began to call and call and I found out he was faithful and he answered me. Delivered me completely from those bondages. Oh, delivered me from that low self-esteem. See, we don't see ourselves the way that he sees us. God sees potential. God sees us functioning at a higher level. Don't listen to your relatives. They don't know who you are. God knows who you are. And when you begin to hear him, your relatives are going to be shocked. I didn't know you could. How did you? I I can't believe that's. I I never would have thought, right? You're going to freak your relatives out. Because God starts doing things in your life at a supernatural level. Because you learn to hear him. You learn to hear him. So there are people that are desperate that call out to him. But what I learned is, you don't have to wait till you're desperate. Just when you know or you're reminded, maybe you're in a service like this, or maybe you heard something and you're reminded, you know what, I need God. I don't feel so desperate in my life right now, but I know that I'm one step away from eternity. I I have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow or later today. I need God. I need God to help me. I need God to speak to me. And just by that knowledge, you can humble yourself and open your heart and say, God, I need you more than I even realize I do. And when you do that, that really honors God. And God says, if you'll seek me, you'll be found by me. And I'm going to speak those things to you. Jesus said, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. If anyone has ears to hear. Let him hear.